Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hey, how's it going? And today we're telling what was that? <laughs> I was like, how can I make this a little different? <laughs> and today we're talking about I'm sorry, I was really caught off guard by that. <laughs> and today we're talking about volume three of Kaiju number eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> what, what do you What do you have to say about this volume? If there's anything, no, I mean, I thought like there there was a finishing of a fight, and then at the end there was a beginning of a fight. True, it, it, it didn't feel like we got like a full fight, but we I mean we did get a bit. We did get some fights. Don't get me wrong, but right, it felt yeah. like especially towards the end, like we were about to get something really crazy. Yes, uh, is is my opinion. But uh, still some really good action scenes and, you know, a, a little bit of progress. Not a whole lot, but a little bit of progress for our main character. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one of my spontaneous thoughts or feelings, I guess, about this volume also is that I think it, improved, it, it increased my liking of this series or of, of this manga overall. Oh, um, really? Wow. It, uh, nice. it may be my favorite volume so far actually just i don't know mm. just because of the stuff we got like from the characters and uh, the comedy and everything mm. like it's just such yeah. a charming manga honestly i agree uh, <laughs> like it's it's i guess generic in some ways but it's also got a charm that's unique in my opinion that mm -hmm. i really really enjoy so yeah it, it's becoming something special right i kind of relate it to you know a, a superhero movie in a way that you just really enjoy you know like, it, it, it's not like one of those superhero movies you go in and it's like wow that was garbage yeah you know like mm -hmm. who, who do they get right this a five-year-old it, <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's not that kind of situation no. it's not like a cinematic masterpiece uh but it's enjoyable and i'm having a good time yeah so i think that's how i feel with kaiji number eight um three volumes in that's that's absolutely fair so Without further ado, let's start talking about the characters. Beginning, of course, with Kafka Hibino. We already knew that Kafka's kaiju form was powerful. Yeah. But I think during his battle with kaiju number nine, who we now have that name for, um, mm -hmm. at the start here of this book, I feel like we got a whole new perspective of his power level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just how yeah. he was just completely destroying kaiju number nine there. Yeah. Uh, and... Like, Kaiju number 9 was even having a, supposedly, like, a harder time to regenerate his body than he usually has, according to his mm. thought monologue there, which also spoke to, to uh, well, Kaiju number 8's power. And, I don't know, I thought it was really fascinating to see that he was really kind of in the league of his own, or it seemed like that way, anyway, at the, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder in what way or, or how exactly he is stronger or why, maybe why is the right <laughs> question I should be asking. Why is he um, this much stronger than another kaiju who seems to be somewhat humanoid-ish? Right. But, yeah, but regardless, he was way too much for him. Basically, the kaiju number nine escaped uh, by the skin of his teeth. You yeah, know? right. And, I mean, he would, he would have, or Kafka would have beaten him if the defense force hadn't arrived to kind of yeah. distract him there. Um, like, he he did win that battle. Absolutely. But that was interesting, though. When the Defense Force came came up and, and uh, 
distracted the whole the whole scene. How mm-hmm. Kafka shielded those uh, those defense force guys from mm. from Kaiju Number Nine's attack, and there was like a brief little panel of one of the two of the guys uh, kind of looking surprised, or like there was like a question mark speech bubble, mm-hmm. uh, and he like he seemed to have noticed that Kaiju Number Eight protected them. Like it seemed like they also informed. Hoshina about that because uh, Hoshina made a remark I think about that when he encountered Kaiju number eight uh, just a little bit later. Yeah. Plus Hoshina seems to be onto something now about Kaiju number eight's like human like behavior and all of that. So I guess it's it's exciting to follow along with 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 this of course. And we knew that Hoshina is a kind of inquisitive and he's a, he's a guy that thinks and wants to I guess solve these riddles. It seems like, but it does give me hope seeing all of this in this volume that probably possibly sometime in the future we'll we'll we will see Kaiju number eight cooperating with the defense force like for real yeah i feel like it's only a matter of time well and and these kind of hints that he's unintentionally putting down that he's not a regular kaiju you Mm. know it's not he's acting more like a human yeah um versus uh, you know for example number nine who it took the form of a human, but it was acting very much like a kaiju, and I'm pretty sure they kind of took note of that, or at least Hoshina did. Yeah. Um, when comparing number nine and number eight, right. So, uh, I I agree with you that um, it does bode well for uh, Kafka potentially working with them as a kaiju. Right. But, you know, who who's to say that they'll react kindly to the fact that some officer guy. <laughs> is actually a kaiju like you know maybe right. they'll feel a little bit betrayed <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's going to be complicated to some degree kind of regardless but eventually i'm sure they can work through that um mm-hmm. i'm thinking but but yeah. it is taking longer than i thought it would because I, I remember back in volume one like already back then i started speculating about this possibility which i mean i'm, I'm sure a lot of people did um mm. at that point in the story but I expected it to kind of transition much faster than it has been. But I'm really enjoying that the fact that Matsumoto is really taking his time with, I guess, the pacing here uh, about that yeah. whole thing. is it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah, honestly, I think it would have been a little bit of a letdown if it was revealed right away. Or almost, mm. I mean, granted, that this manga does have comedic moments. And that definitely, if it would have been like a quick, you know, two chapter <laughs> thing, you know, that would have been pretty funny. But I, I do appreciate more so the slower uh, take on that. Definitely. And hey, Kafka was promoted to general officer. Yeah, good for him. That was surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, especially, he's not really performing, you know, uh, physically <laughs> at all. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's important to note that his intel not only helped in the previous battle, um, but after he became a general officer, he was giving some very useful tips about the certain kaiju, like the wyvern class and, and everything. True. Um, and I, I think it just goes to show that, well, a couple of things. One, I think it shows that maybe the, the officers should be studying up on kaiju a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they need to take a crash course or something. Maybe they, or maybe they don't have that type of education. Uh, but regardless right. of that, the second the second point is uh, that Kafka is a value asset for that that information, and mm. I think 
that in itself deserves to be recognized and i'm glad that he's been promoted absolutely he 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 deserves it and honestly yeah for the reason that you said like for his knowledge really it's yeah. it's kind of invaluable in these situations or mm-hmm. especially in the previous volume but in this volume it, it was neat as well to see kind of that followed up on uh, and just kind of seeing more about or more of him providing information that nobody else can provide it's pretty sweet yeah that's all i have on kafka actually uh gotcha okay then i just got one other thing um I've been thinking about the size of his kaiju form. Oh, yeah. It's really not that much bigger than himself. Like, mm-hmm. well, Kafka is a relatively big guy, just his mm-hmm. human form. Like, he's he's pretty tall. He's got pretty big arms. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not abnormally big. But he, he's still, you know, a pretty tall guy. So his kaiju form really isn't that much taller than him in his regular, regular form. Hmm. And that's got me, th- I mean, I really, ever since the first volume, it, it, it was a bit weird to me, the fact that he's referred to as a kaiju, but he's basically human-sized. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in my mind, what a kaiju is, is like building size, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's been weird, but I guess over the course of these three volumes, I've kind of just accepted it, kind of gotten used to it. Plus, we've seen other kaiju mm-hmm. the size of humans. Right, um, yeah here so um but yeah anyway i I don't know for some reason i started thinking about it more here and uh it may have been when we saw kaiju number nine kind of change his size when he realized he needed to be bigger to fight kafka uh got me thinking that what if kafka has or kafka's kaiju form has an ability to also grow um Mm, and become see that and actually become kaiju size you know because um, we oh, we did mm. see like I think it was in the first volume yeah yeah it was like when he had like transformed for the first no not for the first time or was it yeah 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 it was for the first time when they were running away from the hospital mm-hmm. uh, he was like shape shifting in his kaiju form or like doing right, some weird right. weird things with his kaiju <laughs> form so he does have some kind of shape shifting abilities within his kaiju form so I wouldn't be surprised if he can actually also maybe just grow in size and become like well, the size of a building or bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, that's something I'm expecting will happen at some point because it's a kaiju manga. Like, they, they've got to be, <laughs> you know, the size of buildings. they got to at some point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. No, I, I, you bring a very good point. That first uh, volume with him having all the different transformations when he's trying to get used to the body, I think mm. that could lend to the idea that he's able to become bigger but is that what is the benefit of becoming bigger like that i guess more area of destruction i suppose and if there's a bigger threat maybe right if the opponent is really big maybe but would it increase his power i I don't know that's yeah that's a good question i would assume it would but who knows (laughs) yeah yeah He's already pretty powerful to begin with, it he, seems. He really is. You're absolutely right. Um, Although, I don't think this is a one-punch one man situation where <laughs> he, he's the strongest thing alive. But... No. Well, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the wrong phrasing. Um, <laughs> where he's un, unbeatable. Like, I, I'm sure uh, there's, yeah. there's got to be there's gotta be something out there that could go can go toe-to-toe with him yeah is what i'm thinking I, that mm. 
even if I do know what's going on in the future, I, I'm not going to say. Right. But speaking about what you know of the future, I guess we are roughly halfway caught up to where you had read now-ish? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because um, I think you were in the 50s or something, uh, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And we're now yeah. 26 chapters in. I think 54? Gotcha. Yeah, then we're, yeah, not exactly, but very close to have the halfway point then. Uh, exciting. So yeah, maybe another three volumes, roughly, and then we'll be caught up with you. But should we move on to Soshiro Hoshina next? Sure. He can utilize 92% of his combat suit's power. He does that twice in this volume. And um, that's only 4% below what we saw Mina use in the previous book. Mm. Uh, I think I speculated last time about... Or to me, it seemed like when Mina used 96% of her suit's power... It didn't. I wasn't sure if that was like her limit or if that was just the number she chose to use. Like, could she have gone higher? Like, I wasn't sure exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless, it seems like well, the fact that we saw Hoshina use ninety-two percent of his combat suit's power twice in this volume makes me feel like that's probably his limit. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, obviously, it makes sense that he would be below her in in how much power he can draw from the suit. But yeah, it, it's fun to know the numbers. I think. For sure. And and not only know the numbers, but to see him in, in actual combat, just yeah. his speed. I mean, it really reminds me of, of Levi from <laughs> Attack on Titan. Just, yeah. I mean, the personalities are different, but the haircut, is, I, well, maybe the haircut is not as similar as I thought, but just the, the, the quickness and speed with the dual blades is just somewhat reminiscent of that in my mind. For sure. But I'm super impressed with how he was fighting Kafka. And let me just say, I, I think I'm pretty excited to see how he fights that new kaiju that, that we got revealed at the end of the volume. Right. It's, yeah, he, he seems, like, from what we've seen in their battle so far, he, it's, it doesn't seem like it's easy for him mm-hmm. to, to combat this, this uh, kaiju. But I, th- I think at the very last page, he, he's unleashing his 92% uh, finally. So, like, maybe he'll give, <laughs> he'll give it his all. Uh, when the next volume begins. Hmm. And then maybe then we'll see him kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> we also learned that he was the one who pushed for Kafka to be promoted in this volume to, to general officer. And if I remember correctly, it was also Hoshina who pushed for Kafka to be accepted into the Defense Force, right? I think so, yeah. So I find that very interesting. Definitely wasn't Mina. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Actually, one thought I had was that what if it was Mina who pushed for it both times, but she's just saying that somebody else did it because she's a tsundere or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I mostly don't think so, but just a thought popped into my head. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure Hoshina more or less admits it, at least in this volume. Yeah. He, he, was, he had pushed for him, but he, you know... He's like, don't get, don't get me wrong. I don't really think you're, you've proved yourself, really. But then he lists some other reasons why. Yeah, but he only believes in one percent of Kafka. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I really like that line. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do have faith in at least one percent of you. Like right, that. right. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's interesting that the fact that he's kind of vouched for Kafka twice now, and um. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm still maybe, I think I'm a bit stumped still about why he did it the first time. 
I guess he just genuinely saw some good qualities in him, which is fair. But what occurred to me with this, like with the promotion, why he would have pushed for that, I was thinking that he may have done it in order to keep Kafka close to him so that he can keep a closer eye on him since he may be a bit suspicious of him. Oh. Uh, in regards to Kaiju number eight, potentially. Because I, I, mm. I, we don't know exactly, like, we don't know what's, like, everything that's going through his mind. We don't know kind of how far ahead he is in figuring everything out. So I'm wondering, like, well, depending on how close he is to fig- figuring it out, it's possible that he may have, I guess, pushed for this promotion for that reason. Interesting. That would be impressive if he was able to already put together that it's Kafka. Yeah. Right, yeah, maybe a bit too impressive. And and considering the fact that he pushed for him earlier, even before there was really any reason for him to suspect Kafka, makes me also maybe doubt the fact that he did it for that reason. But mm-hmm. still, I, I, did, I did consider that uh, idea a little bit. But yeah, he, he, he's, he continues to be an interesting character. I remember I was not very fond of him in the first volume, but he grew for me <laughs> a lot in volume two. And uh, I still, uh, like volume three, he, he continued growing for me. He's a really interesting character. I still think, because I'm pretty sure I said this last time, mm. I think he's still my favorite character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just love his, his personality, his fighting style, and just really what he brings to the story. Um, it's pretty good. So I think out of all the characters, he's the most interesting to me. Fair. I mean, definitely, definitely. He's, he's way up there for me, too. I think I may like Kafka a little bit more, though. Um... Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Kafka's, Kafka's, Kafka is a good main character mm. kikaru was also is also great i think she was the best in the first volume but she's continued to be good as well uh mm-hmm. just she just hasn't had a lot of time to shine but she's also up there for me yeah mm-hmm. anyway anything else on hoshina uh i think that's it for me awesome then well let's move on to kikaru shinomiya we do see her having a bit of a kind of moment of doubt about whether or not she can really trust kafka yeah which wasn't surprising necessarily, but I, I thought it was still interesting. But <laughs> but it was kind of funny when Kafka appeared again and she just <laughs> kind of flipped and like just, she she looked really happy to see him all of a sudden. Um, the doubt was short lived. It was, but it makes me feel like there is like that doubt. It's not resolved for her. Like she, um, mm. I think there's still maybe a chance for that doubt to kind of resurface. And for her to kind of go back to kind of thinking about it in that kind of a way. I mean, yeah, it's fair because, you know, having a kaiju as your ally when your sole purpose is to fight them. Yeah, it's a hard thing to accept. True. For sure. Yeah. Like, I I don't think she will actually, like, betray him or anything. I'm not really scared of of that. Yeah, it would be, to be fair. I just don't. (laughs) It's not something I'm going to predict, <laughs> um, but, but still, I'm curious, I guess, about what will come of these doubts for her. Mm-hmm. And she got a custom weapon, which... That was so cool. It, it, yeah, it, really, really cool. So badass. Um, especially since it's usually only given to the captains. Uh, but she got one because she's just that good. I love how she's like, this axe doesn't really fit my style, but whatever. <laughs> And then she, you know, she's just going all carnage and all that. <laughs> and, and I think it's was it Ichikawa who or Reno, however, he he was just like, mm. 
Yeah, I'm pretty. That fits you pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was him who said that. Yeah, and I also loved that because he's right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it it fits her perfectly. <laughs> uh, and it's also yeah. It, the the cover art for this volume does have her with that axe. Yeah, um, yeah. So it does, I guess, quote unquote, spoil that. But it didn't. Mm. It didn't really like. I I didn't honestly didn't think much of it when I just saw the cover art. Uh-huh. I I just saw her. I didn't pay attention to the axe that she was holding, um, until I knew of the axe from the chapters. Actually, same. Uh, even though I had already read the chapter before, ah, uh, I didn't. I, when I look at the cover, although I, I guess I wasn't looking at the cover, you know, because I don't have the physical volume. Mm. But whenever I would see it, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, there's her axe, you know. Fair, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Kikoto's there. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Then she... when the axe came out, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's on the t- on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> anything else on Kikoro? Uh, no. Then let's talk a bit about Reno Ichikawa next. He was the only one who really kept a level head during the wrap-up party for the first mission. Yeah. Which was funny, of course. Like, a funny scene. <laughs> um, like, just seeing all of that chaos ensue. Especially, I think, especially Kafka was pretty hilarious in that. But... <laughs> yeah. And actually, even though, yeah, we're supposed to talk about Reno, Reno here, but I think one of my favorite things from that scene was seeing, like, there were two people in the background having a pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> in one of the panels that was the funniest part part in my opinion <laughs> anyway reno uh what do you got i you know i'm glad he's okay i for sure things are looking pretty dicey i don't remember were we talking about wanting them one of them potentially dying i think we were discussing that yeah i yeah i had to go back and listen to our discussion it's been it's been so long yeah <laughs> but but no both of them ended up okay mm. um reno's doing well and you know, kind of each, each step he makes, he just progresses well, and he's holding up his own. He helped Kikoru take down a kaiju with his ice bullets, right. you know, and when everyone else was more or less struggling, and yeah, just he continues to impress. Absolutely. Yeah, he didn't have a whole lot technically in this volume, but it right. was so good to see, well, just to see a bit more of him, I guess. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but mm. even... Even the moments that he was in, they were still good. For sure. I guess that's all on him, though? Yeah. So let's talk a bit about Mina Ashiro. She and Kafka probably had their biggest scene yet <laughs> in this volume. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was pretty sweet. Obviously still hoping for a lot more. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do appreciate like, kind of how Matsumoto is taking his time with this. I mean, I said before I'm appreciating. I I appreciate how he's how he's taking his time with Kafka's kaiju reveal, and I'm also <laughs> appreciating like how he's taking his time with um, well with the uh, Kafka's relationship with I with uh, with Mina. Yeah, it's a fun tease, I guess. Uh, I mean, I am really eager to see more of her. It's definitely a tease, uh, <laughs> but I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I I want a little bit more. Um, of course, I know we're only three volumes in, but it would it would be nice to get. A little bit more between those two, mm. um, but I guess the story is focused elsewhere at, at this time. Plus, it might be awkward or kind of uh, unnatural, maybe, for them to kind of start bonding this quickly again, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I guess the whole commander and subordinate relationship. Although, hey, I'm pretty sure that's like a 
a genre people really like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Comma- commander shift with this with the lowly uh kohai or whatever. I don't right. know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it it was nice to yeah, get a little bit of that at the very least. Yeah. Um she mentions every kaiju must be neutralized. I'm just like are you sure about that one? Like, <laughs> maybe there can be like some possibility where kaiju is neutralized. Just think about it. Just think yeah. About it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I honestly feel like more so than Hoshina, hmm? Mina finding out that Kafka's a kaiju. I almost feel like she would be more ruthless and oh. less understanding <laughs> at this point. You know. Uh, I maybe I could see that. Ah, oh, but they have a history though. They do have a history, totally. But it it seems like this history is not holding her back from any sort of duty that she has. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, I mean, clearly, clearly she remembers, like we had a whole bathtub scene of her thinking about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like she's so caught up in being this leader person and killing Kaiju that even if she found out that Kafka was a Kaiju, I don't know. I, I I wonder if she would even hesitate. I really do. Uh, I don't. I don't want to think so. I don't want to think so because uh, <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm not saying she would actually be able to do it. No, fair. But I I think her initial reaction would be, uh, Kafka is a, a a traitor. Right. I must kill him. Kind of gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think the way I view her demeanor, kind of. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily that she is embracing her role as the leader to that extent. I mean, surely she's embracing it and she is the leader. But mm-hmm. I, I think even more so, she's maybe just feeling a bit down about oh. her relationship to Kafka and like what happened be- between them many years ago. Oh, interesting. And how that's maybe maybe that's what's keeping her distant from him. Mm. But of course, there's a lot we don't know about her, so it's, I can't say for sure. But I I think that's how I I I I'm choosing to view it rather than it being her kind of being more high and mighty in her position. I guess. Hmm. I I don't know if I'd say high and mighty exactly. Right. Okay. Fair. Um, fair. But. I almost I also kind of think it's kind of a uh, what's the phrase uh, hard to catch or you know make him work for it kind of a situation. <laughs> so that's why she's not you know giving any sort of edge to him uh-huh. uh, whatsoever. But at the same time, I don't think she's thinking about oh like you know this will make our reunion all the more sweeter or anything. I think she's just really diligent and wants to remain unbiased. Um, right, but uh, also has these kind of this dream of their uh, promise being realized. Do you know what I mean? Mm-mm. So, any sort of, I guess, help on her side would maybe di- diminish that. Uh, right. Effort yeah. And, and whatnot. Fair. Yeah, I um, could see that. Yeah, definitely. Now that doesn't really have anything to do with how she would react to <laughs> him being a kaiju uh, <laughs> per se. But I, I do think she's pretty dutiful and, and I don't know. 
I just feel like she wouldn't hesitate, but gotcha. that's just me. Understandable. Mm-mm. Well, about about like the the thing, like he he he's usually like Kafka is usually punished by having to do a bunch of push-ups. Like it's been it's kind <laughs> yeah. of become a a running gag at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, a thought that crossed my mind when when she gave him that order in this volume oh, no. was that she. What are you gonna say? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that, that well. Yeah, I want to. Well, the end Don't game. Don't say it. The end game is that they're. Don't like, say it. That we were shipping them in the end game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that. I, I mean, yeah. that's that's probably what most people are doing. And I'm thinking that she's thinking that if I order him to do a bunch of push-ups, then he's gonna look better. So that I'll. Oh, you know... okay. That's not that's not where I thought you were going with it at all. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. What did you think? <laughs> I I thought you I thought you were gonna say well maybe she gets some pleasure out of it I was like bruh oh. is what I was thinking I mean she may get pleasure out of it also because <laughs> she thinks he looks he looks good and that may you know make her turned on or something you know it may also go that way in fact I I I predict it will eventually but anyway is that all on her. <laughs> Uh, just one kind of random mm. funny moment where yeah. uh, I forget what Hoshina is doing or what he, what he did, um, but she took out a, uh, her phone and was like, taking a picture for, for posterity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, I think it also shows that he's usually not in that type of a situation because he is usually yeah. not that challenged as he was, as challenged as he was by Kaiju number eight. Right. But I think it also shows a side of Mina that we don't see very often, uh, especially now. Maybe maybe there was indication of that when we had flashbacks to her younger days, but mm. here we see that there is kind of a playful side to her instead of just this strict, cold uh, kaiju killer. True, true. Exactly. With Hoshina, she can be, I guess, more relaxed. Probably because well they mm-hmm. are they are close they've known each other for a long time yeah. and things are good between them but with Kafka things are a bit stiff perhaps like they haven't seen each other for a long time and the last time they saw each other things didn't end great perhaps yeah so yeah yeah can I I have everything I've I've written down for her, but uh-huh. I can't believe we talked to her for like I don't know maybe ten minutes or so we, we, maybe we, more. <laughs> I, this is probably the longest discussion we've had in one character, and she hardly had a role in this. That's really funny. Like, what? How? I don't know how, man. I don't know how. I mean... I, like, I didn't even have that many notes for her. Me neither. I really didn't. I had, like, one thing on her. You just went off on, on potential, I guess. I mean, she does have a lot of potential, and I think that's... Yeah. That, that's what's great about the way she's been written. That, yeah, yeah. Potential. It's there. Yeah. But let's talk about Iharu Furuhashi next. He knows that Kaiju number eight was the one who saved them. Uh, mm. And um, I think that is, you know, another great sign that points toward, you know, the fact that, yeah, Kafka should be able to work with the Defense Force in his Kaiju form in the future. Uh, having someone who can, like, directly vouch for him like that. Um, who who isn't already in on it, you know, like like Hikaru and uh, and Rieno are, um, is great. But 
he's also not the brightest bulb <laughs> no. in the chef. Um, he's a really good guy. I mean, especially now after what happened after the second volume. Yeah. Um, you really see his good side to him, and that's great. But he's also super gullible. Very. Um, <laughs> that was so and funny. Just not able to put two and two together. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So funny. It's yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, um, anything else on Iharu? No. Then a bit on Haruichi Izumo. Yeah. We find out that it's his family that does the, or that, that, that develops and makes the Defense Force suits and supposedly some other technology as well. Um, so he's really, really wealthy. <laughs> More so than uh, Kikoru. Right, apparently. precisely. Yeah, yeah. She said that her family's wealth like, dwarfed in comparison to, to the Izumo family. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, but anything else on him? No. Uh, then moving on to Kaiju number nine. Lovely to finally have a way to refer to this character. Um, that's <laughs> right. actually a real canonical uh, name for him. Um, <laughs> so we understand that well, I guess the, the human forms that he takes are of real people that, that mm. I guess he killed, I guess, in both instances of the bodies that we've seen him assume. Uh, yeah, possesses. I mean, it's mm. kind of similar to those fungi that take over bugs, oh, you know? Ooh, that's funny. Fun. That's, fun. I kind of get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I actually didn't consider it being him taking over the body, but rather that he somehow got the ability to transform into someone that looked like them. But what you said makes a lot more sense, and I'm sure that's actually the mm-hmm. the case, especially since he's he looks like a mushroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. The whole mushroom angle. Yeah. I, I think transforming into the body does work as well because he does have this kind of malleable. You know, well, he does transform in some ways. Right. Um, but he does mention that uh, it takes a while to get used to the body. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe that could be just, you know, transforming in general. But it could also be that he's inside the host. Yeah. Um, and so he's kind of assimilates in that way. Right. And honestly, yeah, I, I, since you mentioned it, I really think that makes more sense. Plus, it, it also gets rid of the, I guess, the risk of the real body being found at a later point yeah. in time. So this way is really ideal for Kaiju number nine that like it's kind of a foolproof method for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, plus the fact that it is actually all right, they were actually real people. So they have a history and records and like he, he doesn't have to make up a new person. Like he can just continue right. somebody else's life like that and kind of seamlessly without going lower, like without kind of being detected by any, anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really scary the way that works and like just how how easily he can just do do all of that. Uh, but now he seems to have a vendetta against Kaiju Number Eight, and he will, I guess, yeah. bide his time to eventually strike back and kill him, or try to at least. Yeah, that seems to be his his plan. Like <laughs> he just is looking forward to coming up with a way to kill him like you know he seems very excited about that yeah um he doesn't seem aware that kafka's human either um yeah right i don't know like 
he doesn't really comment on the fact that Kafka's protecting humans. I I don't remember him saying that, but he also is kind of freaked out by his mannerisms, or you, you, meaning that mm. you definitely don't look like a human, but you don't act like a kaiju. Right. Um, Precisely. So yeah, there's. There's something that is strange about Kafka, even to the kaiju. Precisely, yeah. So I guess there is a chance that maybe kaiju number nine is starting to suspect that that kaiju, kaiju number eight is a human somehow. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a mystery to number nine also has me intrigued because, I don't know, for some yeah. reason I, I sort of was expecting the kaijus, or at least these intelligent kaijus, to have somewhat of an idea about what... Kafka's situation is, but apparently they don't, or at least not this guy. Like number nine does not. So, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Like nobody seems to really know. I wonder if anybody actually knows. Man, <laughs> I don't know, man. Mm. Mm. Uh, you, I believe, mentioned in our previous discussion, thinking that Kaji number nine could potentially be uh, a similar situation to Kafka in that he's human um a human kaiju kind of a thing yeah i i i think i did post that possibility but i think in the end i chose to or or no no or well yeah it it was one of the possibilities that we discussed yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i I just do you feel so now i mean maybe not to the same extent that Mm -hmm. kafka is but do you still feel like I think one of the theories was he was kidnapped as a child. <laughs> right, or somehow <laughs> he, thing. yeah, got lost or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think if he is a human originally, mm-hmm. then I think that needs to be, that, that's got to be the only way that he was somehow, somehow taken away from human society at a very young age. Mm. Taken away or got lost through other means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then kind of grew up as a kaiju, and that's why he's acting as a kaiju more so than as a human. Mm-hmm. But actually, no. I think after this volume, though, and especially after you also pointed out the whole mushroom taking over a a host kind of deal, I'm probably thinking that he's most likely a kaiju originally, like through and through. Just who just has this special ability to to take over human bodies like that i think that's my uh guess as well mm. but then it raises the question on why do these sentient kaiju or you know the ones that can talk and are kind of human like yeah. why do they exist how do they exist yeah Is a species like that and why are they why are they seemingly all of a sudden appearing because now we have a, a third one precisely like. or a second or are or are you well, counting well, Kafka? I guess I was counting Kaiju. Yeah, I, I mean Kafka. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I guess it's only two. Uh, but yeah, right. Technically speaking, still though, yeah, the fact that several are are are, or are, are appearing around the same time here is strange. Mm-hmm. But was there anything else on number nine? No, that's it. Then let's talk about that other Kaiju that appeared at the end of this volume. Sure. I'm going to, or at least. Maybe you have a better idea for a name to refer to this guy as, but my idea was to refer to him as the Rhino Kaiju. Because <laughs> uh, he kind of has like a rhino horn. Oh, okay. It looks like that to me, at least. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought, and maybe your your Rhino one is a closer <laughs> name. I actually thought he kind of looked like a knight oh. uh, with like like a helmet on. 
it, and actually it kind of reminds me of a uh, common rider or a, or a power ranger kind of a situation oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but definitely a lot a lot meatier than any of those guys usually are <laughs> exactly very buff actually did you ever watch the um american version of power rangers uh no they they probably this villain was probably in the japanese version as well but there is this guy i was in was his name zed i'm trying let me look it up real quick all right yeah but he he does look like uh, kind of lord zed is his name he kind of looks like this kaiju i see lord zed i'm gonna grab a picture please yes ah ah i see so it kind of has a similar yeah. kind of kind of right right um, no, I, can, I can definitely see the similarity for sure <laughs> anyway there really probably was no point in that you never so you never watched the uh, power rangers growing uh, up? no i really haven't really watched much of power rangers at all yeah fair it was definitely american uh pop culture thing <laughs> mm-hmm. in the 90s right but regardless i guess of what we're calling him <laughs> Uh, it was, as we said, yeah, very interesting to see yet another one of these humanoid-speaking intelligent kaiju um, performing this aerial raid on Tachikawa base. Well, that was really cool. Um, but it's like, again, why all of a sudden are they organizing like this? You know, even Kafka said that the Wyvern class never acted together. They were just by themselves. Right, uh, and now they're acting in a group with this new kaiju being a, a commander of sorts. Like it's yeah, right, exactly. Strange. It's got to be this this uh, intelligent kaiju who's controlling these wyvern or wyvern kaiju to do what they're doing. I feel like uh huh. So yeah, I mean, clearly it, it it's very it's a very powerful kaiju. What kind of connection does it have to Kaiju number nine, if any? Exactly. Are they, are they both on the same side, or is it mm-hmm. are they independent? Right. Groups. Spontaneously, I was thinking that, or I, I just assumed that, yeah, they're on the same side somehow, and like. Right. But but then uh, yeah, thinking some more about it, I, I mean, yeah, we definitely don't know for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, although I, I think it makes sense to assume that they are working together to some degree yeah especially because well first of all we know that well it's at least it seems like all kaiju have kind of the same goal which is kind of to destroy uh or something <laughs> like that and mm-hmm. and secondly we've seen i think yeah in the previous volume we saw kaiju number nine talking to somebody on the phone right we yeah. speculated about the possibility of that being a human which i think <laughs> is still a, a possibility and a pretty nasty possibility at that but it may also have just been a fellow kaiju potentially this guy specifically so mm-hmm. there are some collaborations going on on the bad side so maybe it is between these guys why would a kaiju need a phone to communicate with a kaiju though like that that doesn't make sense to me maybe they don't have other like long distance communication methods so using human methods is the, their best Option. But Kaiju Never Nine had never used a phone anyway. Whatever. Yeah. It it it's it's not. I mean, it's not <laughs> there's a first time for everything. <laughs> yeah. You're right. There is. And we we were able to see that. How blessed. <laughs> yes. How blessed. <laughs> yes. We are truly blessed. 
but no, I, I think this new kaiju is a really cool design. I can't wait to see more of his fight with Hoshina. For sure. I really hope the next book picks up right here, because this is a really exciting part. Absolutely. But is that it on this kaiju or any and, and other char- characters? Uh, I think, yeah. I think that's everything I have. Awesome. Then predictions. Or anything we haven't mentioned throughout the character discussions? I guess that's mostly uh, me who can yeah, say I'll stuff here. Open it up to you, my friend. I, like, go for it. <laughs> I did have problems coming up with predictions, honestly, for this one. I mean, I've, I've said a few little things, little speculations, mm-hmm. I guess, throughout the discussion. But what's left, I guess, I hope the next volume gives us maybe a little more insight into, well, what's the deal with these humanoid-speaking kaiju that we, you know, as we've said, that, that have been kind of been popping up recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be interesting if we could learn some more about that. Kind of, yeah, what, what's up with all of that? Yeah. And regarding the rhino kaiju specifically, mm-hmm. whether or not it works with or under uh, kaiju number nine, or whatever it does, like, uh, I'm thinking, I'm honestly thinking that there's a possibility that it might be defeated in the next volume oh at least based on what we obviously we've only seen a little bit of it so far so with that in mind i don't feel like it's necessarily like a major villain necessarily but of course that 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 could easily change in the next book it's just based on what we've seen i haven't seen enough to to deem it a major long-lasting villain and with that in mind i feel like there's a chance that it might be defeated in the next volume Mm. or yeah get killed by hoshina or or Kafka, or whoever. <laughs> but I guess it could also remain a reoccurring villain. Mm-hmm. Man, these are shit predictions. <laughs> I mean... No, well... And, and I think with this manga, especially where it is right now with the story, uh-huh. um, I mean, we've given it some predictions already, but it's not exactly one that is a story that you can entirely predict. Not because it's unpredictable, but more so that it's more action-based than anything else, maybe? I don't know. I mean, there's definitely mystery and everything like that, but I don't know. Mm-mm. Maybe that maybe that lends to something. Right. No, I, I think there's some truth to that. Well, and also, having seen the Rhino Kaiju here in this volume also, I guess, opens up the doors to even more intelligent Kaiju to appear in the future of the story. Yeah. So, like, really anything could happen. Like, th- this is really... I think the, the, the appearance of this kaiju means that there can be a whole lot more to come and a lot more mm-hmm. interesting uh, speaking intelligent kaiju like this. But yeah, I honestly don't have any else, anything else to predict or, or um, come with on that front. Yeah, I think I've um, asked any questions that I want to ask. I think it was mostly just about your thoughts on kaiju number nine and... Mm the origin there because yeah, that's, that's something that I'm still even thinking about. Right, right. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm grateful for you m- making the whole mushroom or fungus observation, I guess. Uh, I guess I really think that makes the most sense. And with that in mind, it's really easy, I think, to assume that it's really just a kaiju at the core. Mm. And, and you know, I, I've, I guess on that, I, I have been thinking more about uh, this, you know, the speculations we had last time about Kafka what he is because because mm-hmm. i brought up the idea that he might be 
he might actually also be a kaiju originally. Like, that's his true form, and the human form is, like, not... Like, that's just something he got later, like, after having been born or something, after having been born as a kaiju, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wacky theory, but I still... It's not... I, I don't see any reason to necessarily not believe that, um, I guess. No, I, I, I agree. I might just try to think, who who came up with that? Was that you who came up I with think, that? I, I think I think it was me, but I think I may have gotten the idea from something that you said or something like that. Um, ah. It may have been something. I, I think it was a very spontaneous thought that came during recording, uh, like that I got from our discussion. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that idea as well. I think that'd be a really interesting twist yeah. on it all. Yes, but yeah, because really his kaiju form in general is probably the biggest mystery in the story right now, I think. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's way up there at least. And um, so really anything could be the case there kind of at this point. So I'm just really interested in, to see or to learn more more about that. I hope we'll get a little bit more, like maybe some hints to that soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I, I am a fan of being teased like this. <laughs> Um, so I guess I don't mind waiting either. Cool. But yeah, um, as I said at the start, we're about uh, roughly halfway through the manga, well, halfway to the point where you know things. Um, yeah. so that's fun. And, and again, I love this volume. Uh, probably my favorite one out of the volumes we've had so far. Good stuff. For sure. So... Let's not drag this out any further, I guess. Uh, okay. That, or, well, unless you have anything else you want to say before we end the, the episode. No. Sweet. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at UmamiManga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, UmamiManga, on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 4. Bye-bye. See you later. No, I'll see you later. <laughs>